Hey, it's Jake from the Identity Crisis Collective podcast. No, I I didn't almost forget what the name of the show is. Uh, This is from our pilot season. We had a different name back then. And uh, this episode is a great one. We chat about all things feminism, representation in the media, uh, whether we really need to change traffic lights or not. It was a, a hot button issue for some reason. Um, but also, just a, a heads up that uh, we chat about mental health and violence a little bit in this episode. So if that's not your thing, that's okay. Feel free to tune out. We've got plenty of episodes in this feed for you to listen to. And we've got new episodes of our new show out every Thursday. So make sure you're subscribed. This is Chloe and Jake. So, Kevin, if you're watching, 1v1 me in down ball, mate. <laughs> Chloe and Jake have questions. Hello and welcome to another episode of Chloe and Jake Have Questions, the podcast where, I mean, it's explained in the title, we have questions and you have answers. We ask you three questions each week on our Instagram at Chloe Jake Pod, and this is the results. Uh, It was a very big week for us. Do you want to jump into sort of why we touched on this particular topic? Okay, when we were discussing topics, Jake was like to me, what's something that you like want to talk about? And I was like... Well, I always want to talk about feminism. (laughs) I'm pretty much, if I could work it into any conversation in any way, it's there. It's just, it needs to be spoken about, you know? And I'm very glad to say that your responses to our three questions, which we will discuss in detail, were much more considered and, like, they were so much better than I was worried that they were going to be. Yes. Because I feel like a lot of the discourse about this sort of thing is very, not necessarily inherently negative, but just... Everyone's at each other's throats, and I like that these were relatively polite and respectful. So thank you. I think it shows that we have a decent community around this show and I think our own personal friendship groups. So, I mean, we're biased, but, you know, I'm glad (laughs) is what I'm saying. Um, Let's jump straight into the first question. Do you identify as a feminist? I know your answer, Chloe. Why do you identify? (laughs) Why? Why? Why, though? Explain. Because I think that... Wanting equality for all genders is just a thing that people should want. And if you don't want that, I genuinely can, like, I don't even know. That's, like, so far out of every single person I know in my life that I'm like, I don't even know a person like that. <laughs> it's, it's amusing because, like you're saying, you can very much tell Chloe's friends from who's responded. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We had one that was essentially, I don't understand why why men aren't feminists or why more people aren't. Why do you think there's a bit of apprehension? I think it's, I mean, we do touch on it in our last question, but I think that sometimes, and I don't know whose fault it is, but men feel excluded from the narrative of feminism when then definitely I wouldn't say they are. I would say they're definitely included in it because I'm. we're looking for equality of all sexes, not just equality for women. <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. So, I, but I think that they do feel excluded from that and especially when they get into, like, a, a boys' club kind of mentality where they are sitting around talking about manspreading and mansplaining and how stupid women are. Like, I mean... <laughs> I understand how they can get excluded. <laughs> I have to laugh because, like, I, when, as, as a man, has have had these conversations, I'll admit it never generally goes, oh, uh, yeah, well, we, we consciously are, uh, let's manspread. 
fuck the women. It, it generally yeah. generally doesn't happen like that. Um, not that you're necessarily suggesting it does, but it, it's no. amusing to see people who haven't had those lived experiences describe them. And in some ways, they're actually very accurate. They're a yeah. very fair representation of what goes on. Um, mm-hmm. I do like some of the responses we had in terms of, look, yes, I do, but there, there are problems here. Um, yeah. Someone saying, like, I feel like a new term or a rebranding should happen. They present equalist, but also write that they feel like it's tainted. And yeah. I feel like the issue with applying a label to any social movement, feminism is probably no different to any others, is mm-hmm. such that bad people, to overgeneralise, yeah. will ruin everything. And that's not mm-hmm. a... I don't think that's limited to feminism. I think we've seen a lot no, of social movements not. that people have particular agendas and the word hijack was used a lot in, in different responses. Yeah, yeah. Um, to push a particular agenda. Do you, uh, there's so much to touch on in terms of why that might be and I think we'll cover that a little bit off sort of later on. Um, I kind of just want to touch on the the idea that it's kind of come up a few times of... Yeah, I'm a I'm a man, and I feel like I should stand for this because I believe that women should be equal. Do you think that has enough depth as a response? I think it's the whole point of the movement in general is to have equality. I just I think that there's an ability to give a more in depth answer to that because everyone and this is what it's the same with all ideologies or religions or whatever. There's people interpret things in different ways. No no single person interprets feminism in the same way some people me don't like manspreading other people don't care about manspreading that's something that deeply affects my life (laughs) so like everyone's ideology is different and there's a way there's definitely ways to explain it more and go in depth about what feminism means to you but I think that in the context of this question and in the context of not wanting to seem like (laughs) I'm a feminist (laughs) like annoying (laughs) I'm not gonna go into it with every single person you know and same with a lot of these people it's like just saying that you want equality is all that I feel like needs to be said and if someone wants to know more then that's when you can like divulge into the inner workings of your brain I guess (laughs) I think there's in a lot of contemporary social movements there's this idea that because we live in a time where access to information is so easy that we all should be, I guess, thinking a little bit deeper about these things. And I think we should, mm-hmm. but you have to have a point of entry into any movement, however scattered, however, you know, I, I wouldn't say there is a feminist leader and we're all following. <laughs> right? yeah. So th- there, there are these, there is, has to be a point of entry. And if that is simply, yes, I think that two groups of people should be treated the same. I think mm-hmm. that's a valid start. I think that's a good start. Yeah, I pose that sure. question because there seems to be a lot of talk about, well, yes, I see myself as a feminist, but there are certain people who act in different ways and not just in the... Um, we, we had a great answer about that some feminists dragging men down. And so mm-hmm. if you, you, you look at yourself from a position as, as a human and this person is writing as a, as a mother of a little boy, how can you stand there as, as a feminist if the bad people or if some people who have that label use it against the people that... And I mean, that's the whole point of feminist literature is that there is this overwhelming patriarchy that hurts men. Yeah, absolutely. That's something that um, people who don't want to include themselves in feminism kind of exclude from the narrative. Like I said, they exclude the fact that men get hurt from the patriarchy just as much as women do. Different things happen to different people. And I think that 
there's incredibly important things to talk about in terms of men and how they get hurt by the patriarchy. The fact that men's mental health is not spoken about. It's just not spoken about. And that's not because of women and it's not because of anything like that. It's because of the society as a whole that we live in that men are told not to talk about things. Men don't cry, allegedly. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that men cry. Like, that's what every single person is taught. And that's not just what men are taught. Women are taught that as well. So when women are in toxic relationships with men who don't talk about things, they don't know how to get them to talk about things. They don't know how to push their partners to be open because women are also taught that men don't talk about things and they shouldn't talk about things when they absolutely should. On that note, I kind of want to jump to the third question, Leapfrog the second. Because we've (laughs) talked about men so much, which is amusing. Um, (laughs) We asked if contemporary feminism excludes men from social change. There were some very strong answers either way. Like you had a few people going, no, because it's more inclusive than it used to be, which is probably very true. Um, No, because it encourages men to grow and change. Um, No, because men are just offended because women have more voice than ever. And I think that there's a valid point Mm -hmm. in that in that people aren't used to or men aren't used to hearing women's voices so powerfully and so strongly. Yeah. But at the same time, there's there's very many strong responses saying, well, yeah, there's there's that sort of third wave feminism or elements of extremist feminism. And that's the same that very similar treatment to trans exclusionary feminism or sex worker exclusionary feminism. Mm -hmm. They call themselves radical. It's not. It's you're using the (laughs) same power structures that oppress women to oppress other people. That's not radical. Um, So if you're a turf, you can piss off. But yeah, (laughs) those are those things that I think are equally valid. I'm I'm trying to think of much of a question. It's more I think that those are very considered responses and comes back Mm -hmm. to what you're saying about how feminism is different for different people. Yeah, well, I the one answer that like hit me like a truck and I was like, oh, my God, I love it so much is men are used to being in charge and it's not men's fault that they're used to being in charge. It's society as a whole's fault that they're used to being in charge. It's the idea of a structure where a king is in charge that started centuries and centuries and centuries ago. That like that it, it it's not our it's not anyone's fault. But men are used to being in charge and the reason why they feel excluded is because they're hearing female voices stand up for themselves, which is something that they're just not used to. And um, it's not that it's like specific men like yes there's specific men who grew up with a single mother who love women more than anything and and totally understand having women in charge as a society as a whole we aren't used to hearing female voices so men feel excluded from the feminist movement when what i want as a feminist and what most feminists want is for them to be included because men listen to other men and yes that's a problem in and of itself but just knowing that we have men, certain men on our side, that when their guy friend says something absolutely disgusting and derogatory towards women, they can be like, hey, what the hell? What's wrong with you? Why would you say that? And that's like something that's so important to me and something I've always had around me as I have a feminist father, lucky duck. (laughs) He also has like, grew up with sisters and aunties. He has like nine aunties. Like he knows what it's like for women to be in charge. He has always been the type of person to stand up against other guys being gross and disgusting. And I love that because it taught me as a kid that not every single 
guy on this earth is the worst person in the world. Like, it taught me how to include men in feminism. Do you think some men are scared of the matriarchy? I'm not saying Absolutely. that it exists. But if it did, do you think, like, there's this fear among some people of a reversal where yeah. men become treated in the same way societally as women do. And I mean, the matriarchs yeah. do exist in certain cultures and, and that's not to exclude that. However, in a Western society, that's not the yeah. dominant power structure. Mm -hmm. uh, and I suspect part of it is probably a bit of fear. Yeah, I think they ignore the way, not they, I'm not trying to generalize men here. <laughs> I'm saying like society, the patriarchy, whatever. They try to minimize the way that women get treated yet they don't want to get treated like that never they would never ever ever want the opposite to happen they would never ever ever want a woman to be in charge and be bossy to them and put them down because they're a man but they ignore not not everyone ignores <laughs> like trying so hard not to generalize every single person because i absolutely know that not all men are the same obviously no, but if not you, all if women you're discussing are the same the, the dominant power structure. It is still the same as it was, I think, yeah. at least 20 years ago. I don't think a lot uh -huh. has changed. You've seen a few powerful people in powerful positions, don't get me wrong, but really what has changed in the last 20 years, 21 years, not a lot um, has changed. We have female traffic lights. <laughs> That's what's changed. And I think actually though that goes away to be disruptive. It goes away to... Mm -hmm. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but I can see why issues like that get far more attention than they deserve mm -hmm. who cares no <laughs> no one cares no, absolutely no we've one ended cares. sexism folks like talk about <laughs> reducing something down to such a token issue mm -hmm. I, I don't see the women's rights movements of the 70s going we need more female traffic lights no absolutely not i can see how that would that has i know it has because i've had conversations with people but mm -hmm. i can see how that gets to a point of reducing not the appeal because that's the wrong way to frame it but certainly how that it, the effect that that has on on legitimizing an idea and that's i think the, the, the one of the weaknesses with having a social movement is so loosely how it means different things to different people how it is so mm -hmm. loosely tied together is that it does mean different things to different people some people will be emboldened by traffic lights and that's <laughs> Others will go, well, that's great, but what is the systemic change here? Absolutely nothing has changed. Absolutely nothing. And yeah. that actually probably we need a bit more of a systemic response as opposed mm -hmm. to more female traffic lights or a 50%, for example, a 50% quota of women in politics. If the system yeah. is still the same, no matter whether it's the top or not, mm -hmm. are there, is there really going to be much change? Well, the thing is this, um, it, it, they do it, not they, like the media, social media, like traditional media, whatever, do it to every single kind of movement where they intentionally, in order to cause drama, in order to have more media to report, they intentionally advertise the most insignificant thing that one person is talking about as to minimalize the movement, as to turn people who are against that movement even further against it and completely segregate who is for this and who is against it. Because they, and they did it with the Black Lives Matter movement earlier this year because of the Coco Pops monkey or something like that. I have absolutely no idea what that was about. But people were being put off the Black Lives Matter movement because someone wanted the Coco Pops monkey to be changed. 
because yeah, someone said that it was racist. I'm very and that's sure what, that's what the protests were about initially. Was not yeah, nothing to absolutely. do with the extrajudicial killing of a black person. No, nah, not with even the packaging on a cereal yeah, box, which absolutely. isn't to say that isn't important and doesn't have significance and imagery doesn't matter because it absolutely does. However. Yeah distracting from the main issue but i i come back to just putting on very much a marxist theory cap and saying that well media is that dominant power structure in society yeah. why would they want to challenge it why would they want to they, they have their own agendas they have their own yeah. issues that they want to push onto powerful people mm-hmm. that's that's their prerogative of course they're so... going to do that because they don't represent people this was our second question, but I feel like we had to leapfrog it in order to make the conversation flow a bit. So yeah. I do want to kind of talk about what feminism means to, to you and to you at home. Um, we had varied responses. I think we're all along the general theme of both. I think there's two sort of key themes, equality and um, just uh, empowerment and equal treatment, if you will, mm-hmm. for women. Um, and there's some very good answers. I want to kind of kind of amplify some of these. Um, we had one here, not just equality, but equity and basic respect for women. Uh, yeah. A lot of people making the point of lateralizing all genders because gender is a spectrum and feminism, uh, the, the themes of, of patriarchy do hurt more than just cisgendered women and cisgendered men. Mm-hmm. Um, fighting for gender equality against gender discrimination, equality between genders. Uh, and again, the same person. I don't know why... Everyone isn't a feminist. <laughs> These are the. I think we've. I think we've kind of covered a little bit about why some people aren't. I mm-hmm. hope that. Uh, I. I. I've, I know what feminism means to you because you've you've touched on it this episode. Yeah. To sort of, I guess, summarize, why do you think people should be people who are sitting here unconvinced who've gotten this far into the podcast and are going either they're talking absolute rubbish or they might have something mm-hmm. here what how would you pitch it to someone who is trying to understand how this all works okay so this is not going to be a summary by any means um basically i think that people who don't consider themselves feminists are people who um believe that feminism doesn't mean what it used to, which I disagree with. I think that feminism has always meant the same thing and that means equality. Um, But people, obviously, there's people who don't necessarily agree with that opinion and that's fine. And people who think that equality was done and had in the 70s, earlier on, and they think it's done because we have the same rights. We have the same rights. Do we get the same respect? Absolutely not. Do we get treated the same? Absolutely not. Just because the government has decided that we can vote and we are allowed to have jobs, that doesn't mean anything to me. I think that's incredible, actually. (laughs) I think it's incredible and I'm so glad and that's why I love using the name feminist for myself because I align myself with the people who burnt their bras. I align myself with the people the suffragettes, I align myself with all of those people because I believe that all of their work was to get us where we are so that now we can really focus on how we are treated as people. That's what's important to me and that's what should be important to you because I don't want to get catcalled when I walk down the street. I don't want to be scared for my life and I'm not saying that to be dramatic. Like when I'm walking alone at nighttime, I'm scared for my life. And I'm sure a lot of people are. I'm not saying that that excludes men. I'm not saying that men aren't always scared for their life either. 
but women get attacked. Women get hurt by people because they're more vulnerable. And that's not okay. And it's not okay with me and it shouldn't be okay with anyone else. I kind of, I think we need to sort of touch on the fact that we've gotten this far and the word intersectional hasn't quite come up yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And perhaps it's relevant because we are two white people and perhaps they're not the best people to speak to this. And I think this will be a topic that we will revisit in more detail later on. But it's very clear that, and I think that is something that has actually changed since, say, the 70s, is there is an awareness that feminism is not the sole lens in which you can look through something, I don't think. Mm -hmm. I think you have to consider um, race, ethnicity, religion, and power more broadly as a combination of different things. Mm -hmm. White women in our society do have a lot of power. It may not be the same as white men. But certainly more than, for example, First Nations women do. Yeah. So there, these things do matter. And I think if you're talking about a feminist movement or a feminist anything, a group of mm-hmm. people, for example, and it looks very white, I don't think that's a precedent that is going to necessarily help you. I don't think that's fair. I think you need to. And in the same way that many of our answers have talked about fighting for all genders, you have to fight mm-hmm. for all women. You have to yeah. fight for all people, and that's women of colour, that's women who are disabled, that's women who don't fit into this very, you know, men but women category. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like the same as what we have now, but just swap the men for like-for-like like women. Yeah. You have to consider all people in society, and I think that is something that feminism can do well and a lot of the feminist ideology and, and, and collectives that I follow and, and subscribe to do very well. Mm-hmm is that they do consider all different types of people. It isn't just white, it isn't just able-bodied, it isn't just cisgendered. And mm-hmm. those are the things that I think matter most. I think if you're going to build a movement, you want to get as many people on board, as many different people as you can. Yeah. Because that's ultimately you're going to bring so many different perspectives. And if you're trying to achieve a goal, they're going to have different ways of getting there. And you're going to learn something at the very, very least, which is not the point necessarily, but you're going to at least learn there are different ways of achieving a goal and that you can try different things. Mm -hmm. And given that there are people who are feminists today who are stuck in the 1970s, who don't accept that sex work is legitimate, they don't accept that trans women are real women, those ideas are very much still there in certain people. Having a more diverse group of people around you is only going to help that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think that... I mean, I can speak from my experience as this is like such a general thing, but being a person who went to a public school and a private school, the type of people that I was surrounded by in a private school were people who looked like me. And it is easy and it was easy for a lot of the people that I went to school with to exclude people of color from just like people think that feminism excludes men, to exclude people of color from the narrative and exclude trans people from the narrative and being a person who went to a private school and had and also had trans friends at my private school and public school and I have gay friends and I have like all people in the LGBTQ community all the all people of color um I was able from a young age to open my mind and I didn't need to I guess go through the whole going to university and meeting new people and finding people who align with my kind of thought pattern and seeing that those people look different to me. I didn't need to go through that kind of phase, but I totally understand people that did. And because of the school that I went to, 
it just didn't have diversity. It just didn't at all. And a lot of the feminists that I knew that I went to school with were trans exclusionary feminists. They were sex work exclusionary feminists. They were, they didn't, not didn't care, but they weren't including women of color or people of color in general in the narrative of their, what feminism meant to them. And it's, it was difficult to see because of who I am and because where I grew up and the people that I've always surrounded myself with. But I understand how, and that's, again, that's how the patriarchy, that's how society aligns us in general, is that it puts us in situations where we don't get to see other people around us, people that don't look like us. And so it it's not helpful in making sure that everyone's vision, everyone's idea of feminism is the same, is aligned. It's absolutely a catalyst? Catalyst for that? Is we'll that the word I'm looking for? We'll, nice. We'll go with catalyst. I, 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 you, you, we're talking about representation, and I think it shows that not only does representation matter for people who don't see themselves in media, in society mm -hmm. more broadly, it matters for us who do. Yeah. I can see plenty of white dudes on TV. That ain't a problem. I can mm -hmm. open a newspaper and far too much of it is written by old white men. Without that representation, you, yeah, you're missing out on a lot of things that are really important. Yeah. You're missing out on ideas. You're missing out of ways of telling stories. And in mm -hmm. a country that was colonized, that's not particularly surprising. I don't think it's a, yeah. I don't think you need to, to really overthink our history to understand why we're in the position that we're in here. Yeah. <laughs> just, just that's it. We don't. The, it's just, it's something that absolutely atrocious and terrible happened. And I feel like it, this is my opinion based on the people that I've spoken to in my life. The type of people who don't align themselves with feminism are the type of people who also don't understand why people are upset by Australia Day and don't understand why we needed to apologize because it wasn't me. It was, I didn't colonize Australia. I just reaped the benefits of it. So why would I have to apologize? Like that's, it's ignorant to a point of um, you need to educate yourself. You're allowed to be ignorant and that is completely fine. It's fine with everyone because people are ignorant and I've been ignorant in my life, everyone has. As long as you, when someone tells you that you're being ignorant, you take steps to educate yourself and learn why you're being ignorant and what you need to know in order to not continue to be ignorant. It's something that we're going to have to reconsider in more detail. Uh, I, I think from a few of these episodes so far, I'm sitting here going, yes, we absolutely need to come back to them some way yeah. or another. Um, mm -hmm. So I think we will. But I think that's a nice sort of note to wrap up on. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for all of your responses. Um, keep them coming. If you want to comment on anything that we've done so far, at Chloe Jake Pod, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook is where we are. If you are liking this show, thank you very much. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. And we will catch you next Friday. We've got new questions on Monday too. So Yay. stick around. You'll hear more from us then. But that's all mm -hmm. from us for now. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you.